It's Friday, August 11th, 2023, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. It's the state's turn in the war of words over border security in Texas, and the Dallas Morning News' Aron Torres and Todd Gilman write that their latest argument is that the federal government only has jurisdiction over navigable rivers and that the spot near Eagle Pass isn't because they say that spot is too shallow to navigate by boat. They're also basing this goofball argument on the Old Testament. The Houston Chronicle's Jeremy Wallace says that Republican lawmakers contend that even though the Eagle Pass section of the Rio Grande may have been navigable at one point in time, that status could be applied to the entire world during the flood invoked in the book of Genesis, in which Noah's Ark saved humanity and a mating pair of every life form on the planet. Governor Abbott's finest legal minds say that if the Noah's Ark reasoning holds, then, quote, any structure built anywhere in Texas could be considered an obstruction to navigation subject to federal regulation. Sure seems scientifically solid to us. This filing does include an important actual fact in the state's first admission that the razor blade festooned buoy system also features a two-foot underwater net which is designed to trap any migrant who might try and dive under the barrier. Meanwhile, and also from the Dallas Morning News, Austin's own Chip Roy, just kidding, he's from Bethesda, Maryland, but does via gerrymandering represent part of Austin in the U.S. Congress, has led the charge of 14 Texas Republicans calling for the defunding of the Department of Homeland Security, which includes the Border Patrol, also the Secret Service and the Coast Guard, on grounds that the agency tasked with securing the border hasn't done a good enough job. In typical Chiproy hyperbole, calling DHS, quote, a federal agency at war with his state and people. The annual federal budget expires at the end of next month, and if this push is successful, Texas DPS and other personnel connected to Greg Abbott's Operation Lone Star could end up fully in charge of the border between Texas and Mexico without federal presence. Over to the Ken Paxton legal drama, which develops in an interesting direction this morning. The Texas Tribune's Zach Despart reports that a federal grand jury has convened in San Antonio and has called witnesses close to our thrice-indicted, currently suspended, and soon-to-be-impeached Attorney General. The identities of these witnesses and exactly what this inquiry is about remain unclear, though Despart notes that a member of Paxton's legal team has acknowledged that a federal probe into the AG has been ongoing since October of 2020, when several of his deputies alleged to the FBI that he had committed crimes, including bribery, in the course of his relationship with Austin real estate developer Nate Paul. The Paxton plot thickens. More from the Texas Tribune this morning and writer Noah Alcala-Bach, who says that Texas DPS officers, according to accumulating data, have been disproportionately stopping and citing Texans of color in the course of their recently stepped-up patrols in Austin. More than 8 in 10 people charged by state troopers since they began helping Austin police have been people of color. Governor Abbott actually increased DPS presence in the state's capital city after Mayor Kirk Watson announced an end to their partnership with the Austin Police Department last month. Data from the Travis County Attorney's Office shows that during that initial partnership from March 27th to July 12th, 82% of the people charged with misdemeanors by state troopers were black or Latino, compared to APD numbers in which 69% of misdemeanor charges filed were against black or Latino Austinites, all while these groups make up only 41% of Austin's population. Austin City Council member Vanessa Fuentes says that driving down Riverside Drive in her southeast Austin district now feels like driving through a DPS checkpoint. We refer you back to our Progress Texas Happy Hour talk on the DPS situation in Austin from May 6th. 
over to Texas Public Schools, which as of September 1st will be required, all of them, to have an armed security guard present on their campuses. But there's a problem in that there aren't enough qualified certified peace officers available even to fill openings at Texas's understaffed police departments. Scott Huddleston at the San Antonio Express News writes that the state is providing $15,000 per campus to pay for these guards, which is well short of the expense required of school districts that can even actually find a certified officer to hire. Yet another poorly designed, underfunded, and half-baked Republican state law that will even further emburden our state's public schools. Over to the continued GOP assault on voting, especially in our major cities and extra especially in Houston. A report from the Associated Press and writer Elizabeth Conley says that a Texas judge presiding over widespread GOP challenges to losses in the 2022 elections around Houston warns us not to expect a quick ruling following a trial in which the Republican plaintiffs couldn't field a single GOP voter to testify that they had been unable to vote because of ballot shortages or delayed poll openings last November. Republicans have disputed more than 20 races in Harris County, the third largest county in the U.S., which is controlled by Democrats and has become a recurring target of new Texas voting rules and restrictions. See our Progress Texas Happy Hour from August 8th for a deep dive on how Texas Republicans have been hard at work undermining voting processes in Houston and statewide in advance of next year's election. Finally, to the ongoing historic heat wave in Texas, Reuters says we set an all-time power demand record statewide yesterday for the third time just this week. Could happen for a fourth time today with upper 100s expected over much of the state. There's a New York Times piece that's timely considering all this sweat. Dana Smith writes about what extreme heat does to your body. Noting that when air temperature is hotter than skin temperature, which is typically only at about 90 degrees, the body gains more heat than it can release. Heat can become dangerous starting at temperatures as low as 80 degrees for older adults and people with pre-existing conditions that affect circulation. To summarize, in the extreme temperatures we're currently suffering through, it can be very, very easy for even those of us who are fit and consider ourselves acclimated to Texas heat to end up in a state of heat exhaustion very quickly. It's important to take precautions and stay out of this heat as much as you possibly can. Might be a good weekend for a movie or three. And that's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Friday, August 11th, 2023. Today's Texas political news for today's Texas Progressive. Links to all these stories can be found in our show notes. Progress Texas is a nonprofit media organization promoting progressive messages and actions. While campaigns come and go, we're the permanent home for rapid response media and messaging in our state. Learn more about Progress Texas, including how you can support our ongoing work at ProgressTexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again on Monday.